Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mr. Mark Asquith. Now, today is a solo show. I'm going to be doing a few of these and I'm going to be interviewing various other people face to face as well moving forward. So we're going to change things up ever so slightly, but keep in the same format, define, challenge and conquer. And today what I'm going to do is actually share some productivity secrets with you guys, some personal productivity secrets. And the reason that I'm sharing these is because anyone that's been reading the blog over Excellence Expected will know that I've been working on a startup. I've been working on a startup on the Ignite Accelerator with my good friend, Mr. Adam Farah, who you'll remember from one of the earlier episodes of the podcast. And the big challenge here has been, we've moved to London. I'm from the north of England, as you guys know. And we've moved to central London, moved into Shoreditch, which is a really cool place. I have continued to do the things that I did before. So I'm still working on podcast websites. I'm still running that with Kier and John, Kate, Ramona, Lib, and the rest of the guys there. I am also working, of course, on Excellence Expected. I'm still managing certain clients over at Hacksaw. And what I've not done is removed too much from my day to do the new startup. What I have done is structured things differently. And the biggest question that I get asked when I talk to people about the new startup is, how the heck are you managing to do this? How are you managing to keep track of everything? How are you managing to stay, quote, unquote, productive? And, do you know, the big thing is there's there's no real secret to this. It's more about how you plan your day, how you structure your day, but more importantly, it's about the mindset that you have. So I want to talk about that for a little bit today. And what I'd love to do is actually just set the scene because I am here to define, challenge and conquer how you can stay productive as you get busier and busier. Because if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a sidepreneur, you're, you're going to have ideas. You're going to have things that you want to implement. Things are going to come up and things will crop up. And it's really difficult sometimes to structure your day in such a way that you get the things done that you need to get done. So that's what I'm going to chat about. And as I say, to set the scene, let me just tell you a little bit about my day. So right now, I'm in the centre of London, Shoreditch, uh, just off Shoreditch High Street. And I tend to start work at about 8am on a morning, which seems quite late. And to be honest, it feels quite late because I am used to starting much earlier than that. The reason for that is that I've tweaked my routine slightly. I've been aware that in order to keep on top of things, I need some clarity. I need to stay focused. And the only way to stay focused is to have a really good quality exercise program. So my day at the minute starts at about 6am. I get up, I sort of potter around, you know, wake myself up, have a nice cup of green tea, so on and so forth, catch up with maybe a little bit of social media, watch the news and so on. And then I go out for a run. We're really, really lucky because we we live in central London, in Shoreditch, and 10, 15 minutes running takes us right into the heart of London. We run past the Gherkin. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the Gherkin, just do a quick Google search for the Gherkin in London. It's a beautiful building, really impressive to see. And it looks fantastic on a morning when it's all lit up and it's a real, there's a real buzz about the place. It's, it's really, really good. Um, so we go for a run, maybe 30, 40 minutes, get back, have some breakfast, jump in the shower, and then walk down to Tech Hub, which is where we're working. So again, another, perhaps another 20 minute walk to get ourselves focused. 
down back into Margate, into London, and into the Tech Hub building where we're working right now. And it's a fantastic shared studio space. If you need any studio space in London, Tech Hub is fantastic. So we get down there, and then the day starts. Then the day starts. And we tend to work maybe until around 6pm. So right now it's 10-hour days, which... It's not crazy, you know. We can manage this. It's not. We're not. We're not on the road for a burnout. We're not heading towards some big catastrophic health issue. We're not heading towards some big bad decision making that we just can't deal with because we're so tired and burnt out and everything's been impaired by just not being able to focus or concentrate on things. We've got a decent, well balanced working day, which I think is vital, and. People generally are surprised by that. People ask me so often, listen, you, you've added this new startup culture into your mix. You've added this tech startup world into what you already do. How do you manage to stay on top of that? And the big thing is that there is no secret to this. There really is no secret to this. It's really about planning. It's really about understanding what's important to you because I think so often we we if we're not careful, focus our productivity around what others deem to be important. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, sat in the studio one day or, you know, sat working, maybe even not working in the studio, maybe even just working somewhere remotely, but the phone calls, the emails, the text messages, everything and everyone pulling you in so many different directions. Um, not really knowing where to turn, you know, even with the best will in the world, creating a to-do list, creating something that you can stick to becomes very, very challenging because people will demand your attention. And if you're of the ilk that you like to help people, which I think most entrepreneurs are, especially in the early days, because frankly, that's what we do. We are, to quote my good mate, Chris Ducker, you know, we are problem solvers. And that's all we're supposed to do solve the problems for people. And if people are demanding your time, people are demanding your attention, people are wanting you to just help them with the little things that they perceive as only taking 10, 15 minutes, you do three or four of those and suddenly you've lost an hour. That's an hour where you had something high quality planned for you, for your productivity that has gone. And that's a real challenge, you know. It's very, very difficult not to say to someone, do you know what? I've not got time for this. I can't help with this. And as I say, if you're a helpful entrepreneur, which I'm sure you are, you're going to be loath to say that. I know I really, really struggle with that. I want to help as many people as I can, and I'm sure you're the same. So how do you structure your day? How do you, how do you go about creating this perfect day for you? And I think the secret personally is in understanding what productivity is. So... In the 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact, I talk about efficiency versus effectiveness. For me, productivity is all about being effective. It's all about picking the right tasks and doing them at the right time, where efficiency is much more about doing things as quickly as possible to the best possible standard, but with, with that eye on time saving. Being effective is what you need to be as an entrepreneur. You have to be effective. You have to pick the things that are important right now and get them done. You know, we've all seen the Boston Matrix where you see prioritization taking the guise of something like a task that is urgent and important, you must do that first. A task that is urgent but not important, we can probably delegate that to someone else and so on and so forth. You know, we've got these different matrices that we can use. That's the Boston Matrix, so we'll stick a link to that 
in the show notes. Um, the the challenge with that is that it's very easy to stop doing that. It's very easy for that to become just another to-do list. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but to-do lists are kind of pointless to me. I create a to-do list with the best will in the world. What happens if it doesn't get done? Honestly, probably nothing. It doesn't really affect me. I'm not worried about it. I'm not concerned about it. And that that was a real challenge. And I think so many people struggle with that because to-do lists are seen as the be-all and end-all. And even if you listen to audiobooks or read books like Gary Keller's The One Thing, you know, you still you still have to pick the one thing that day that such by doing it will make everything else easier or not required at all. And that's fantastic. Pick the one thing that you do during that day. But what I'm talking about is how do you make sure you have the discipline to maintain that? How do you make sure that when someone's shouting for you, you don't just say, yes, of course, of course I will help. I'll help right now. Because when someone invariably needs help, what happens is that a lot of the time it's, it's urgent help. It's, I need this help right now. I need a hand right now. Here's what I'm struggling with right now. And that, like I say, that's going to be a real problem because it's going to pull you away. Even with the best will in the world, it's going to pull you away from the three or four hours that you set aside to do that one thing. So all of these different productivity tools, the different productivity books, there's no doubt that they are fantastic. But a lot of the time, they're just things that work for other people. They are just things that work for other people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a few mindset tips. Um, so you know the you know the format of excellence expected by now. You know the challenge that we're trying to overcome is how do you stay productive when people are demanding your time? When as a busy entrepreneur who has multiple business opportunities, has an interest in generating ideas and doing different things, how do you stay productive? Not how do you prioritize things. Not how do you focus on the one thing. How do you as a person? stay productive. So I'm going to share three things, actionable tips that I think will help you very significantly, very significantly. And the first one, actionable tip number one is to treat productivity as a journey, not a destination. What I mean by this is everyone seems to be on this path and this real big strive to become quote unquote productive. It's almost like we treat this as a place that we need to be. It's almost like we treat this as a fitness goal. I want to get to 200 pounds, so I'm going to eat and I'm going to train. I want to get to 165 pounds, so I'm going to run and I'm going to watch my diet. I want to get to become productive. It's such a challenging statement. Productivity is not a destination, and I found this myself. I, <laughs> I always want to become more productive. And by virtue of doing that, I always feel like I'm on the back foot. I always feel like I am letting myself down a little bit because I'm not, I feel like I'm not as productive as I could be, even though that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to think that because I'm much more productive than I was last year. I'm much more productive than I was the year before. I'm much more productive than I was yesterday. So why should I keep beating myself up just because I've not got to this panacea that is ultimate productivity? And the point that I'm trying to make here is that actually things like search engine optimization, conversion optimization, performance optimization, they're called optimization for a reason because you never stop tweaking. And I think this is the same with productivity. I think what we should all be looking at and all be striving for is continual productivity optimization. Measure, test, rinse, repeat, tweak. 
keep doing the things and looking at the impact that they have. Work out where you lose time. Work out where you leak productivity. Find where you leak that productivity and then plug the gaps. And if you do that, suddenly the mentality that you have is so much brighter and better because actually you realize you're on a journey. It's a forward motion. It's linear motion moving from one destination to the next, not this ultimate goal. It's moving from one place to the next. It's taking you one step further every single day. So productivity optimization. Don't treat productivity as a destination. Treat it as a journey and measure it. You know, I talk about this in the 14-day guide, which you can get excellence-expected.com, free ebook. Check it out, 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. And I talk about measuring things for the first week. Measure what you do. Keep a journal. Realize what you do. Prioritize the tasks that you have done and realize where you are leaking that productivity and then just keep optimizing. Productivity optimization. Treat productivity not as a destination, but as a journey that you are on. That is my actionable tip number one. Really, really important, I think, guys. Really, really important. Number two, this is a real challenge, and I really struggled with this. I really, really struggled with this, and I think the people around me really struggled with this. Um, And before I give you this tip, I'm going to put some context to it. Up until about 2014, my sole focus was building Hacksaw, the design and digital agency, and that was fantastic. Really, really enjoyed that. But I realized that I'd gotten to a point where I knew all I could about building and selling websites to people. And I wanted to do a little bit more. I wanted to learn more about how I could help people in the wider marketing game. I had marketing skills at that point, but we weren't using them. I wanted to learn more about other business processes, about other things. I wanted to create a network that was my own and that that had similar interest to me, not similar interests in design and development, but similar interests to me, business, entrepreneurship, value add, helping people, productivity. And when I created Excellence Expected, there was a, a there was a very different palpable shift. You know, some of the people in Hacksaw, and rightly so, were worried that my time was split. And of course it was. And that was difficult. You know, there was some animosity, there was some fear, there was some worry, there was some looking over the shoulder, if you like, okay, why why is he spending time on Excellence Expected at 2pm on a Tuesday? This is hacksaw time. This is quote unquote, real work time. And the more things I do, the more challenging that has become to overcome. And it's, you know, it's only through some candid discussions, some appreciation that actually, I always will be effective in that business. And proving that I will be effective by winning contracts, renewing contracts, maintaining client relationships, making sure projects get done, empowering employees to have the fulfillment that they need. It's only by doing those things continually whilst doing these other things that I can prove to these people that actually, listen, guys, I love what you guys do. I love what we do as a business and I love you individually, but let me have my space. Let me do what I need to do for myself. And ultimately, I will be more effective for the business. Now, the reason that I put that context together is because one of the big lessons that I learned about productivity when I started doing more things was that you cannot silo work. What I mean by that is your working life is your working life. You are always working. You are always not working. You are an entrepreneur. You run a business. You will always get that email at 10 p.m. that you have to deal with. Always. You'll always get it. There's no way of avoiding that. You will always get the phone call that will stop you being productive on any given day because something 
so major has happened and it needs your attention. That is always going to happen. And not only that, but you'll also have deadlines for different projects. So let's assume you're running three projects. You're running three businesses. You will always have deadlines that require your attention in each of those businesses that means that you can no longer have nine to five work, in my case, which was hacksaw time. You can no longer longer have, okay, I'm going to work six till 10 p.m. on excellence expected. You can't do that because things won't happen like that. Life doesn't happen like that. Things do not work so black and white, so simply. Instead, your working life your entire working life should be treated as one. You should treat your days and you should plan your days around all of the tasks that you need to do, regardless of the project that they are for, regardless of the business that they are in, regardless of who needs them or what you need to do, they should all be in one bucket. So in my case, I may have a hacksaw task to do, an excellence task to do, a podcast website task to do, and a cavalry task to do. That's fine. It doesn't mean that you have to spend nine till five working on hacksaw. And then, as I say, six till eight working on cavalry and then an hour working on excellence and an hour working on podcast websites or vice versa, whatever that time space. If you do that, you're going to get behind and you're going to let people down. So what you need to do is you need to say, look, I'm going to today, I'm going to work an eight hour day. I'm going to work a 10 hour day or a 12 hour day, whatever that is. These are the urgent things across all of the, all of the different elements of my working life. These are the things that are in this massive pot, doesn't matter what the business is, doesn't matter what the project is, but here is what I need to do. Here are the urgent and important ones from each of these, and I'm going to do them in an order that satisfies that urgency and that importance. Because ultimately, you will stay effective in every single one of those businesses by doing that. You won't let people down. The one thing that I would say is if you do this, you are going to feel better. You are going to feel better. You are going to be more effective. You're going to deliver things much better. The quality of the output in each of the businesses, I saw this, my quality of output for Hacksaw got much better because I cut out the things that didn't matter. My quality of output for excellence, for cavalry, for podcast websites got much better because I delegated the things that other people could do just as well. And the challenge with this is that you are going to come up against resistance. You are going to come up against people looking over your shoulder, people worrying about, well, actually, you should be working on this because actually this is what I'm used to you working on and I'm working on this. So why aren't you working on this? And that's a really kind of old school, traditional, almost a, it's not a naive outlook, but it's certainly an outlook that is born of insecurity and, and, and I guess some fear because people assume that just because you change your working habits, you're not going to do what you say you're going to do. You're not going to output the same way as you previously output. So it's up to you to prove that you can take on these extra things and it's up to you to prove that you can change your workflow and this is so important. Actionable tip number two, don't treat your different projects and different work outlets as silos. Put them all into one pot and prioritise each of the tasks that you need to do regardless of business, regardless of product, based on their own urgency and importance. Put them all into one pot and gauge them based on urgency and importance on their own merits. Don't say, I can only work on these projects between these hours. I know that's difficult if you're a sidepreneur and you're working a nine to five at the minute and you've got to you've got to uh, do your own work outside of work. I understand that. But where possible, try to do this. Get everything into one pot and prioritise based on urgency and importance. Really, really important. 
The third and final actionable tip, guys, is don't listen to the noise and don't listen to the people wanting your attention. You know what is important to you, so do that. Stick to your guns. If you know you need to do a task, don't listen to the noise. Anyone that says something that they need from you is urgent is usually just being impatient. Usually they can wait an hour. And it's awful to say that. It's awful to wait an hour when you need something. But actually, nothing typically is that urgent. The only caveat with that is if someone is genuinely, genuinely needing your attention, if something is on fire, metaphorically speaking, figuratively speaking, even metaphorically, figuratively speaking, if something is on fire, then yes, of course, you have to deal with it. If an employee needs you to help them with something that just cannot wait, yes, of course, you may need to help. But a lot of the time, if you give someone some expectations and set those expectations, so, you know, as an example, you're working on the one thing you need to get done this morning. Someone comes up and says, excuse me, I really need desperate help with this. If you say, no problem, I'm going to come over in one hour and we're going to work through it and we'll have it solved 30 minutes after that. Is that all right? Typically, people will say yes, because typically, as I say, things aren't that urgent. People have got other things to do, you know? So don't listen to the noise. Actionable tip three, don't listen to the noise. Don't listen to the people wanting your attention. You know what's important to you, so you stick to doing that. You've created by not siloing the work, using actionable tip number two. Don't silo the work. Treat everything with its own urgency and importance. And number three, stick to that. You have to stick to that. And it's hard to do. It's uncomfortable to start with. But please try and say no to more things. It will help. I promise. So that's my insight. That's how I stay productive. And as you can tell, these tips are much more mindset oriented. There are so many books out there. The One Thing, uh, Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Work. So many of these things that will help you with the physical day-to-day productivity. What I wanted to try and do was impart some insight based on my own mindset learning. So I hope that's helped. And just to recap, actionable tip number one, treat productivity as a journey, not a destination, and do undertake productivity optimization. Measure, test, tweak, refine. Measure, test, tweak, refine. Don't silo things. If you've got multiple projects, multiple businesses, take all of the tasks from each one of those. Don't worry about having to work on them within specific hours. Throw them all into one pot and prioritize based on their own individual merit because that way you'll stay productive, effective, efficient and impactful. That's what it's about. And number three, don't listen to the noise and the people wanting your attention, but try not to say flat out no's. If you can, Try and either point people off to someone else that can help or give someone a date and a time where you will do the thing that they want you to do. But don't allow them to interrupt your flow. Don't listen to the noise and the people wanting your attention. Stick to what is important to you because ultimately you know what's important to you. You know what you need to do. So that has been my productivity insight, guys. I hope that's helped. And I've really enjoyed doing this solo show, actually. I'm sat, uh, you won't believe this, I'm sat on, on the sofa in the apartment in Shoreditch. I've, I've set my rig up slightly differently. I've got a laptop on the coffee table in front of me. Um, I've got my microphone just in my hand. I'm just sort of working this really, 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 really informally and really, really just enjoying doing this. So thank you so much for, for allowing me to, to sort of tweak the format slightly. We do have some changes in store for Excellence Expector, which I'm looking forward to revealing to you guys as the weeks and the months progress. I can't wait to share some of those things with you. And I'm really excited for the next year, the next two years of Excellence Expected. So whilst it's just me, I just want to impart some, some deep and really 
genuine thanks for for allowing me to keep doing this and and just the only thing that will keep me doing this is you guys tuning in and giving me the feedback that that you give me so thank you so much i i genuinely do believe that i owe you a debt of gratitude for allowing my dulcet northern tones to fill your ears and you know give you some knowledge and give you some insight and i hope it helps i really do so thank you so much it means the world and We're going to get all the show notes written up. I've got a fantastic guy, Matthew. Big shout out to Matthew Wilson, who does my show notes. You guys uh, will have read the show notes. You'll see how we structure these things. Matt does such a fantastic job. If you need show notes doing, give me a shout. I'll put you in touch with Matt. He's such a great guy, does such a good job. And uh, we work together for a while now, and I'm, I'm so impressed with how he conducts himself and everything that we do together. So a big thanks and a big shout out to Matt as well. If you need show notes, give me a shout, and I'll contact you guys. I'll put you in touch. And... As I said, don't forget, Matt is going to be doing the show notes. We'll get those published at excellence-expected.com. And until next time, guys, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Much love. Bye-bye.